in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this brand new episode of the Top Ten. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Uh, and we are on the precipice of coming back to Collider, Matt Nost. How exciting is this? We are at the Hillary step. You can see the peak. <laughs> the Edmund Hillary step. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just want to make sure we clarify that. For I people. think there's only one thing in the entire world called the Hillary step. <laughs> well, some people may not know that it's called the Hillary step. I, I, I know I what you're referencing. I, yeah, but I think even you putting the name Edmund on him is not going to fucking illuminate the idea, you know, in the person's mind. It's not like suddenly like, oh, Edmund Hillary. Why did you fucking say that? Oh, of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, this is a Mount Everest reference for for those youngins. In the, for all you non-mountain climbers. <laughs> well, it's pretty known. Uh, of all the mountains in the world, it's one of the few geographic features that anybody really knows. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. I'm just saying, what else do you know out there? Do you got anything on K2? Uh, there's a movie called K2. That's all I know. There is? Yeah. You ever uh, seen the K2 movie? Oh, no, honestly, uh, until the new Everest came out, that was one of my favorite, if not my favorite, mountain climbing movie. K two, yes, yeah, Pretty even cool though movie. it, but it's you know it's got some cheese, it's got some cheese. I hate Vertical Limit. Oh my god, I think that thing is a train wreck and a half. Mm-hmm. It is terrible from start yeah. to finish. What killed me, I don't know if you remember, but it's always stuck with me. So I'm watching this, and I like. I like mountain climbing movies. Yep, uh, I've watched a ton of them. I've seen the movie ten times. Vertical Which limit. one? Vertical Limit? I've seen it more times because I just go back to be like, why? I don't understand this. It's the fascination thing, yeah. But the opening when it's the harrowing decision and Chris O'Donnell has to make a choice to cut the dad or whatnot. And before that, they had this big CGI condor flying around. <laughs> right, right. And that's how we greet to them. The condor flies past the face of the mountain and then suddenly the camera takes us to them. And you're like, okay, they're jumping on the dad slips and <laughs> you got to save her. And so Chris O'Donnell has got to cut the cord. This was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really spoiling anything. But what I am spoiling is, so the dad is perilously, like, perilously falling to his death. And unlike Cliffhanger, like, you go wide, you pull out. We don't need to see it. Mm. And in this, they see that. They cut back to O'Donnell and his sister and then cut back to the static shot from the ground and the condor flies past again. And this lifeless body just goes, thump. And you're like, I'm sorry, is this a comedy that's way darker than any comedy should be? And it just cuts to, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Why did we need to see that shot? I don't disagree with you. And then it never pays, it's just one thing after another. Bill Paxton's character is just so ridiculously over the top. Uh, But that ain't this show, Nope, nope. (laughs) I mean, I'd love to talk about that film (laughs) and the perils of that film, but this ain't Thunderdome. Uh, no, this is not Thunderdome. Or Blunderdome. Uh, I have seen K2. There's, I've watched a few documentaries on mountain climbing. Mm. I've read a bunch of books. You know what's crazy? Martin Campbell is the director of Vertical Limit. Huh. Yeah. That guy did Casino Royale for fuck's sake. How's that possible? Eh, I, I don't know. He's such a confusing director. 
I love the Foreigner, the Jackie Chan one, but then he also did Green Lantern. But then he did Edge of Darkness, which was fucking awesome. But then he did Mask of Zorro and Goldeneye, which was good, but No Escape was terrible. So it's weird. He's a Ebbs weird and director. Flows. Ebbs huh? and flows. Yeah. Up, down, up, down, up, down, but he's still working. So That's good strange. for him. He is. Uh, today's episode uh, is uh, Top 10 Corrupt Cop Movies. Uh, why are we doing this one, Matt? Do you remember the movie? I actually looked it up because I could not remember. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's for the new uh, Tyrese vehicle, Black and Blue. <laughs> Tyrese Gibson. He is so thoroughly hoping he needs this to pop off because he was chiming at Rock for doing this separate side oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And talking about, you know, basically, you're not bigger than me. Nobody's bigger than the franchise. Right. Type of shit. He needs this for his yeah. ego bad. Naomi Harris is in this as well. She is from James Bond. And Frank Grillo, who I interviewed on The Deep Cut. What an awesome guy. That is fun. So who knows if it's going to work? There's been no early reviews of it. Not a good sign? Yeah, not a good sign. October release? Not a good sign? Not a good sign. Because this doesn't seem the time of year for this type of movie. Oh, yeah. Mike Coulter's in this, too. The dude from uh, Luke Cage. The guy who played Luke Cage. I uh, never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, distinctive. He's, he's a strong brother. Yeah, he's got a he's got a presence. He does. Holy shit, he does. Uh, yeah, so we were doing it for that. I had to look it up though, and I was like, "What are we?" I, I don't know. even remember because we plan these so far ahead. We try to as best we can. Yeah, certain things sometimes change, but yeah, I mean, uh, we're better about it now than we used to be. Well, having Chris and Smith do the calendar really helped. Hell yeah, it did. And Chris, now, because uh, I'm old and I forget things, she now sends me a reminder on Monday about, or uh, over the weekend about Great. what. So our... that means you, when you text me on Tuesday, <laughs> was it two and a half hours before I was supposed to be here? Three hours? And you're like, what? This is the one we're doing, right? Like, I started this list already, but it's like, dude, you have a calendar? I just sit back and I was like, yep. Like, I, it's fine. I do not care at I know. All. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I was like, dude. You willed a calendar into existence for I did. just this very question. I know you're right. You're right. I know. I, it's just that I just, I just have to know. I like, I'm so um, paranoid about upsetting people or disappointing people that I don't mind triple checking or quadruple checking something just so I'm right. Because I've been in that moment where you're like, oh, fuck. You know, when we lost those yeah. two shows uh, a couple of months ago, man, that really fucked me up for a while because that's like, that's a lot of our time and effort. And we don't have a lot of time. And so I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want it. So sometimes I have to double check, triple but just check. just know with you me, know? I understand that sometimes life throws a curveball. And it's True. not like you did it with malicious intent, so right. I didn't blame you. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Uh, let me know when your schedule opens up, and we'll figure something out. And we did. We did. We made up for that last time, and yeah. guess what? You know, life isn't always smooth sailing. Yeah, true. And we don't ever really have those rocky things because we're mostly, by and large, on Tower Shit, and with a lot of help from other individuals. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, it helps uh, keep things streamlined and organized, and we can keep delivering more mm-hmm. and more content. And we appreciate all the help we get from Mike Shea to Joe Ibarra to Kristen Smith, who you brought up, Matthew Hasso, yes. and Chris Alexakos for helping us all with the Patreon stuff. Everybody there helps us immensely. And if I could say help again one more time, I will figure out a way to do it. <laughs> can I squeeze the help onto this list? I don't know if there was a corrupt cop in that movie. Hey, But uh, there is a chance. I know Snyder pitched me on one on the way out. Did he really? Yes, he did. <laughs> I liked his thought process. I did not. It's not what I wanted from my list. Oh, right, fair. Yeah. Sometimes I'll ask him just to jog my head about things I might not be thinking about. He's rarely right, though. He had an interesting take on this one. Yeah. Let's see if it comes okay. on your list. All right. All right. Um, but I, you know, so for this, I, I was trying to find things. I wanted to live with the corruption as much as I could. I tried to honor that more. 
if that makes sense. Right. So uh, the the movies where you saw more of it. Yes, I agree. Have more weight. Yes, I agree. Um, Just one random dirty cop doesn't make sense to me. It depends on what the randomness of it is. I, none yeah. of those I don't think really made my list. Uh huh. Those like one off type of things is like that's that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Agreed. Uh, all right, so just jump into this thing, Matt. Do you want to just jump into it? Yeah, let's uh, get okay. right in. Once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. <gasps> I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one appeals. Uh, once we've revealed our personal top ten lists, create the shows between the two of us. <laughs> oh, Kaboom! I like that as a little punctuation. Yeah, man, I dig it. Um, we just go. I'll go into full hog calling eventually. <laughs> So my number 10, mm-hmm. probably going to be saying the words punt. Okay. That's fine. And right. I more than likely everybody agrees with you. Training day. Uh, yes, it's a punt. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you know, all right. All right. It became one of those things. I got you. Uh, it's seven is the guard. At number nine? Oh, pardon me, at number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were jumping. Nope, jump right past my next two. <laughs> and eliminated yours from the overall discussion. The uh, great choice, uh, Brendan Gleeson, Don Brendan Cheadle. Gleeson, Don Cheadle. Yeah. So the corruption ends up being you know higher up above. Yes. So that's where they find it. I, it go, ranks lower because neither of the two main people that you're focusing on are, are part of the corruption themselves. Yeah. There is corruption happening. This is kind of the only one of these where it's just like it's it's – it's not focused within the main two people. Yeah. They realize it eventually. Yeah. Uh, I like this movie a lot. So do I. Uh, yeah. And it's really interesting. It's one of those after um, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson, I was like, man, that guy's, you know. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah. And then from there on, any vehicle that I happened to stumble upon that he had a prominent part in at all, yeah. I watched. I, I was actually excited when they added him to Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, he'll, he'll make something very interesting. I can't wait. And he did. Moody. Yeah, I like that character. Yeah. And I can't imagine reading that and trying to be like, all right, so what's what's this dude all about? Yeah. <laughs> do, do what you can with it. Or what are you going to do with this? Yeah, you yeah. got a wonky Frankenstein eye. Yeah. That has a mind of its own at times. Yeah. And you got to act like that shit's normal. You got a massive cane <laughs> that you're walking around in or a stick. True. That and you, you use. Drink some sort of weird, uh, what is it, liverwort or yeah. something to subdue the interactual individual because he's been possessed by. Or taken over. Lily juice potion, is that right? I can't. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I know what happens, the actual name. You know what's cool? Um, I can see people yelling at us right now. The I can't remember the character's name, but the, the professor that wears all the pink that everybody ends up hating. Yeah. That you, as soon as you meet her, you know you don't like her. Right. Um, and she was wearing all those like very classic 60s kind of pantsuits. Yes. Bright, vibrant cover, colors and whatnot. Uh, one of them on a pink suit that she wore prominently, all the buttons and whatnot are right. little skulls. Yeah. Just like, wow, we're, what a great detail that I never would have known about. But the internet is like, if you zoom in. Yeah. Uh, that sums it up pretty perfectly for her. Polyjuice potion. Polyjuice potion? That's what it's called. That makes you change around. See, I thought it was lily juice, but that's... Because my brain, that's crazy. My talk. brain is fried. Lily juice, dude. <laughs> six minute abs. That's <laughs> six. Six minute. No, no, no. It's seven. seven. <laughs> you know, like seven squirrels sitting on a limb or whatever, sitting in a tree or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, just ridiculousness. But the guard is, uh, you know, 
It's a smaller British film. I'm sure it's one of those title cards that comes up and it's funded by the British lottery. Yes. That uh, gets their public funds by that way and it turns out a solid movie. Yeah. They yeah. do that all the time. She's like, man, this thing is really good. It's actually surprising how good they were to get this thing. And it's always these, it's one of these British films that always slides under the radar. You never uh, know if it's going to be good enough. I don't, yeah, I, don't, you don't, I don't think Cheadle or Gleason had quite the full recognition. Cheadle was the bigger star. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think it might get more play after both of them have been in our lives for this much longer. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's an interesting team up. I'm willing to see that. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, I watched Gleason's. He had a Stephen King TV show. I think it was a Stephen King. Oh yeah, the um, the serial killer one. Yeah, I watched season one of that. Yeah, it was good. I liked, I liked that it. One. I liked him a lot. I was like, I believe everything about this character. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. Um, oh. All right, so that was my seven, or pardon me, my fucking nine. My eight is. You ready to say the words? Uh, okay. Well, it might not be a punt. Okay. American Gangster. Uh, it's not on my list. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think his role was big enough for me to be the corrupt cop necessarily. So, well, I also looked at it too. Um, a, it's based on a true story. Yeah, and B, yeah, uh, B. Given the fact that the true story nature of it, John's getting ready to head out of the room. That's why I stumbled for half a second. I didn't know where I was going, guys, and now I'm just going to fess up and be honest about it and just have a real conversation with you. Anyway, so. Uh, the corruption, I think, leads to a world in which the drug trade could exist like this in New York and cops would turn a blind eye and there would be junkie cops. So the corruption is Josh Brolin, but it's the corruption of the city and you can see it you know, entirely. True. When you get an influx of you get free international shipping on drugs and now you get to flood the market with lower priced, high quality product. Yeah. And the American government unknowingly is flying all of this home it's one of the most genius and evil like little schemes mm-hmm. i can't believe it worked yeah it's just that, yeah we're just gonna pile up empty coffins with kilos and uh you know there was no international drug, drug trade now we have to look for that shit uh there were no dogs walking nope. around airports and whatnot it's just the balls man well i mean just to come up with it and then to pull it off and then like for a guy that's looked down upon as only a chauffeur yeah yeah right Pretty it's incredible. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if you heard, but I don't shine shoes anymore, you know? And, but he can, he's got the muscle to, to back up the claim and not get, face repercussions, at least in that regard. I ain't shining shoes no more. Um, but yeah, so to me, it was the corruption of the cops, but that was just part of this overall virus of corruption that had invaded the city. Yeah, yeah. There was almost three New York ones on my list. Oh, wow. All right. There's another one I like, too, with the quality actor that... Mm. People go to another one instead anyway. That was your number eight? That was my eight. Okay. My number ten is Unlawful Entry. Which one is that? Ray Liotta, Kurt Russell, Kathleen <laughs> oh, Quinlan. Remember that doctor. one? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. He's so corrupt. He's all about, like, spying in on that family. and uh, uh, he creepy. Wants, yeah, he wants to get with uh, his wife and shit. Is it, is it Andy McDowell? It's not Andy McDowell. It's, uh, oh, maybe uh, Stowe. it is. It's Madeline is it Madeline Stowe? Stowe? I think it's Madeline Stowe. Damn, is that who that was? I was getting her confused with Kathleen Quinlan, who's in Breakdown. Yeah, it is Madeline Stowe. Shit. Go. All right, fair enough. There I haven't know. thought about that movie in a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know he's corrupt and um, he initially he's there to help them because there's a burglary um, and uh, 
they start to see uh, uh, like that he's getting himself way too into their lives, and he's coming around too often to check on the wife. And then yeah. he starts calling into question Kurt Russell's ability to defend his own wife, and then he comes after them both, uh, which so, it's just a great little twist because like he's only he only meets them because they she legitimately was attacked in her home by a, a burglar, and he sa- he gets called, he saves, it, and he attacks the guy, kicks the shit out of the guy. So he's like, oh, this guy's on their side, and then. Like as it progresses, it gets worse and worse, and so, yeah. and it's it kind of is an um, interesting uh, f- film because it's a little bit uh, of showing you the danger of someone who has a badge and a gun, uh, and the freedom with which they can kind of mess with the rules of law because they're yeah. within the system. So well, they are really the system, or they are the system, right? Fair point. Yeah. So, so it's going to take. Well, it's a lot of this corruption of cops. Yeah. Yeah. Crippity, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, in really large cities, it makes sense because how do you actually police all these people? People are corrupt no matter what fucking job they do. True. But people find a way to be corrupt. When there's this many people, this scale of financial institutions yeah. and whatnot, money is floating around and all kinds of terrible things are happening. The statistics alone would bear that out. It, it doesn't matter. Throw yeah. a dart at a board at crime and there is some of – yeah, know, there's you can find that. It's not a problem. Right, right. So corruption is just so pervasive. It is. Uh, my number nine is internal affairs. Okay. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, really? Yeah. This is one I thoroughly love because it's such an unusual role for Richard Gere to play. Mm-hmm. And I remember being affected by it because at the time, Garcia was like coming out of Untouchables. And I wanted him to be a superstar. Like I, I was like, I'll go see anything he's in because I want to, in my own way, will him into superstar. I know what you mean. He was a likable guy. He, he is was. a likable guy. He is, yeah. And so – but eventually it never really happened. No. Um, but they tried. But this is one of those films that was like full-on Latino. It's fucking machismo. Top dog machismo. He's with this white woman, Nancy Travis, who's in love with. She's an art curator. Um, but like he starts to pursue – he's a detective with Laurie Metcalf. He starts to pursue Richard Gere. Richard Gere is this corrupt cop. So he starts mm-hmm. to slowly figure things out Well, what's happening. William Baldwin's in this. Annabella Shora plays the uh, the wife. Uh, Laurie, Laurie Metcalf is the uh, partner and she's a lesbian. So it's interesting to explore that too. I remember so little about ah, this dude, movie. There's so much here. And then uh, he becomes obsessed with trying to destroy Andy Garcia, and he like, you know, gets with he starts to get in with Nancy Travis, and Andy's all caught up in his shit, like he's a Latino because he sees them having lunch, and he like confronts his wife, thinks his wife's having an affair on him, mm-hmm. like it's so fucking. And then he shows up at their house at the end, like breaks into their house, and is waiting for them, so, and there's a big confrontation. I just loved it because Gear is such such a hero that you wouldn't expect him to play this kind of role, and I think he does a really great job with it and he's charming but creepy as fuck and he's dirty as hell i mean he calls william baldwin oh no william baldwin calls his wife Mm -hmm. who is fucking richard gear while she's on the phone with him trying to tell him about what's happening and william baldwin is saying i need to go to to the internal affairs and tell them what's happening with richard gear who's his mentor on the force because he knows richard gears is dirty but in the meantime, his wife is having sex with him, telling him not to go turn on internal affairs. It was it's just like it's such a dirty fucking film, but I love it. So there you go. It's my defense of it. In, in my head, it came out at the same time as the uh, Kevin Costner political intrigue movie. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I know mm. we've talked about it oh, before. Oh, No Way Out? Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a couple of years difference, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I was a kid when both came mm-hmm. out. My mom bought No Way Out. 
So I've seen oh, No Way Out. So they, to me, that's the superior of the two because I didn't know any better, and mm-hmm. they've always existed in the same realm. Oh, I think head. it is a, a better film, absolutely quality wise. Yeah, there's just something about Internal Affairs that I really fucking enjoy. Yeah, Internal Affairs 1990, No Way Out might be 90, might be oh 87. So yeah, yeah, a couple years. Difference. Okay, but yeah, I, I get that. Uh, my number eight then is uh, Narc. That's a punt. Okay, fair enough. What's your seven? Oh, okay, don't eight? look. Wow. Number eight. You're trading day ten. You I can't judge about, me. Well, it's true. Uh, my list is different. In that we're about to get to it, and you're going to say the words "punt" again. Okay. The Departed. Uh yeah, punt. Okay. I know. Interesting. Interesting. I know. Okay, I like this. Uh, what's your six? Uh, my six is Insomnia. Uh, that's my seven. So let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. It's a great. Oh. Is Pacino dirty or not? Yeah, man. But it's a different type of aspect of it he's he is dirty for it looks like more than likely he planted evidence on a dude who's mm-hmm. he knows was guilty yep but didn't have the evidence so he, he doctored that up yep. and his partner confesses to him that he's going to go before the internal affairs inquiry yeah and then uh, does pacino shoot him or not exactly in the mist and at the end he doesn't even know nope because he's so tired he's so exactly he's just like i don't know what is up or down did i did i not yeah, it makes a lot of sense that maybe I would have to protect it to make sure this guy went away and I didn't also have to go down too. It's such a great way to redeem him mm-hmm. without fully redeeming him. Exactly. He's it's still brilliant. a dirtbag. Yeah. He's still a dirtbag. Right, right. But it makes me think maybe that dude was guilty. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams is good in this. Hilary Swank is good in this. Um, it's a remake of a Stellan Skarsgård film. That he did, a, a Dutch film that he did. I know, yeah. I knew it was a remake. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more creepier uh, on, on a lot of levels. Like, he tries to hit on the girl. The I think he tries to hit on the friend of his daughter. Like, he puts his hand on her fucking leg on her skirt. and mm-hmm. It's weird. But he's, like, going through this thing where he can't sleep. So everything is happening. He's not sure he's doing it or not doing it. Okay. So it builds to the end because he's carrying the guilt. There's none like of that I've with seen Pacino. That one. You might have. It's really good. To end up in a basement in the final act? Oh, I don't know. That might be the vanishing or vanishing. Might be vanishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another Scars Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah so like, that was my six or seven. Uh, it's insom- Insomnia? Yeah. So then my six is The Professional, Leon. Oh, that's a pun. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. So I can't be judgmental, but you can be judgmental. Well, just when you see it in the cold light of day, (laughs) you know, as I'm looking down at my list and you see the stark contrast of what is clearly right and what is clearly wrong. Oh, my God. Under that harsh harsh light where they're like, look, Mm. there are no more shadows. Okay. There are no more shadows. No more corrupt shadows. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's Hollywood during the day. Here's what the reality of Hollywood is. You got balls. All right. Uh, Just saying. It's not balls. Just... (laughs) Facts are facts. Yeah, I guess. You know? This is no fake news media. <laughs> oh, fake news media. <laughs> on, on this side of the table. It's fake news. Uh, what's your number five? Five is Serpico. Uh, not on my list. Okay. Yeah, because that was like everyone. And it, but there's no I real... struggled with it because it, he is not corrupt. Right. He is just dealing with the corruption and trying to overturn right. it. It's more of a systemic corruption than it a is. corrupt cop. I flirted with it. I had it yeah. much lower. I had it one slot higher. Uh, I'm not going to ding you for it. It's a no, good choice. No, I, but in mine, I'm just like, yeah, but I want like the corruption of somebody that you – I didn't care about any of those corrupt individuals. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, I, I thought about not having it on my list as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go a different route. Um, so, it, you know, it is what it is. It's Al Pacino because <laughs> I almost put a, a Prince of the City. 
Uh, Trey Williams. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's another dude. Well, he was corrupt. Right. Trying to change his tune. Right. Al Pacino is not corrupt, and he's the one standing up for the system, and it's the system that Josh Brolin is yeah. an American gangster. Yep. Just pervasive corruption within the police department, but especially narcotics division, and money flying around that everybody knows exactly what's going on, and dudes like Brolin driving cars that there's no way they should ever be able to afford, with houses with swimming pools and everything else. Just like, where is this coming from? We all know. Um, So Serpico is that, is one man's struggle against that, and ultimately it's for the better. Um, Glad that he did it, type of thing. I don't live there, but... If you can get away there, you you can get away with it there, then you get away with it anywhere. Right. Good point. So that needed to end. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's a solid 70s movie. Absolutely it is. And one that people don't talk about enough when they talk about Pacino's career. Serpico is one that kind of gets lost when you talk about Godfather or Godfather I think Part they go back to, uh, yeah, or Dog Day. Or Dog Day, right. It's a little bit more, less fanfare, mm-hmm. but it's no less powerful, in my opinion, as a film, especially that, that uh, what happens to him where he almost gets killed and shot in the head. And you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. I just remember <clears throat> being a young kid and seeing that movie for the first time and seeing him fall from behind yeah. after he's shot. And you're like, oh, my God, they tried, they fucking shot him. And you thought he was dead and everything. And then you grow up and you're like, of course they yeah. shot him. Yeah, right, right. When you're oh. a kid, you're like, why would you kill someone good? Course, and then yeah. when, you're, when you're older, you're like, there's like, so much Because that's what bad people do. Exactly, kid. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you still want to believe that right should triumph. Exactly. It's like, hey. Welcome to the world, son. Hey, uh, <laughs> how big is uh, the right's uh, stick? You know what I mean? Over the wrongs. <laughs> Does he have a slightly larger stick? Then right will triumph. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunately, that is uh, <laughs> that's the rule of law. Yeah, sadly so. Uh, that was your number five? That was my five. So my five is uh, Touch of Evil, the Orson Welles film. Okay, never seen it. Yeah, all right. Uh, he plays a, a corrupt cop uh, throughout the movie, and he is, in essence, um, trying to force the issue uh, against Charlton Heston, who plays this kind of half American, half Mexican cop or detective who is uh, down there with his wife, Janet Lee and uh, uh, Quinlan, Hank Quinlan, I think is his name in, in the movie. He tries to kind of mess with this guy over and over again, using his c- dirty underworld contacts to kind of mess yeah. with Charlton Heston's investigation of him. OK. Uh, and. Uh, by the end of it, you realize that he didn't need to be corrupt because he had planted evidence on a suspect. But they ended up finding actual evidence in the suspect's house of the stuff that he did. Okay. So he planted without needing to plant. Yes. But this had been a systemic thing he'd done for quite some time that had built up his reputation as a great cop, that he's been always be able to find or break these uh, cases and blah, blah, blah. And he has an older partner who doesn't want to like believe that he's corrupt until the last minute when he eventually sees the light and has to go along with Charlton Heston, even though he hates it. Kind of like uh, in uh, Crimson Tide when Zunza is like telling oh, you know Denzel, I'm going to go with it, but it's not because I like you. It's yeah. the, you the because law. you're correct. Right. And so, uh, and as it progresses, he gets, uh, uh, Wells gets more and more desperate and becomes more and more uh, violent and what have you. And sad. And it becomes sad. So by the end, when he, uh, when, what happens to him happens to him. You're just like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a damn good movie, man. Uh, I know people talk about Citizen Kane. People talk about other films. But like Touch of Evil is uh, my second favorite film of his. It's so fucking good. And, yeah. you know, anyway. All right. Which number? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, before we get to our number fours, why don't we take a quick break? Oh, yeah. 
And we can, uh, and we'll be right back here with the top ten corrupt cop movies. All right, we are jumping back here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to all the sponsors for supporting the Top Ten Show. It was uh, nice. Yes, and, uh, you know, as someone else pointed out, trust me, we've thought about it every week, and we don't remember until after the show to do that one little simple thing because we are our own engineers and uh, (laughs) obviously, clearly, our producers, rather. And, uh, you know, in the moment, flying by the seat of our pants. Guys, we're having too much fun. We just want to keep the conversation going. That's how the game is played. Uh, All right, what's your number four? Uh, My four is a pun from earlier, Narc. Okay, go ahead. Because you don't... You don't know the truth in the end. Right, 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 right. So you don't know what actually, like, there's various forms of corruption. The cop that they're trying to find that uh, got killed, his corruption. Yeah. And then whether or not there's a corruption from either of the other two uh, individuals. Yeah. I don't know how much I want to save because I don't know how many people have seen NARC. It's a 20-year-old movie, man. Okay. So in the end, it's the Leota. Is he telling the truth about yeah. the... Actually, he's the one that fired on the suspects, the guy that's already dead. Right. And then he took his own life, and I was just trying to cover it up to make sure that his wife got the pension and the yeah. kid. Or is that you just you spinning a story so that I believe you in this moment? Yeah. And then Jason Patrick of like, what do I do with this? What choice do I make? And then the food movie just cuts, and I'm like, what a great place to end it. Yep, yep. I, it sucks I don't have resolution, but the fact that you kept me engaged on something that I thought was just going to be a simple premise. Yeah. And in the end, it leaves you guessing. It's like, that's a good movie. Buster yeah. Rhymes is good in it. Buster Rhymes is great in it, yeah. Um, you know, it's got small parts from everybody else, but they're just trying to track down who killed this undercover cop. Carnahan does such a great job directing this thing. Yeah. Um, I love his, his – I mean, he is specifically designed to direct man movies. And this is certainly one of those man movies. Men against each other with different shades of gray about morality mm-hmm. and ethics and what the, what the situation is and confronting their own stuff and uh, the twists and turns of it in, in the end. And whether he's dirty or not, you have to make up your mind whether he's dirty or not. Yeah. With the reasons for why he did what he did, whether they were valid or not. Right? Um, the gray is the same way. Um God, what else did he do? Oh, God, there's another one that he did that I think has that kind of vibe to it as well. Oh, Smoke and Aces, right? It's it's all over huh. the place, and it's got okay. some some uh, games that it's, that's going on with it. Um, he did the A-Team. Not McGee. He did the A-Team. Carnahan McGee. did. Okay. So Carnahan yeah, did the came A-team. up on the other show? Yeah. Yeah, on the other show. Uh, yeah. And he's doing the, uh, uh, the American version of The Raid. So he's directing it. I don't know if we need to do the raid and I don't need to old boy this. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't disagree. Because uh, that first one is too effing good, guys. How do you, how do you, you know, redo that? <clears throat> I'm going to try to get him on the deep cut and pin him down and talk about it. You won't pin him down. They'll, you know, by rights, it'll be questions that you want to know the answer to, but keep it in a, a you know. A broad. A brighter, just a brighter sensibility in that yeah. I'm not going to fucking take you to task on something I didn't like or question no. why you got something made. Well, I questioned uh, Courtney about. Courtney. Ter- Jai Courtney about Terminator and Die Hard and all. I was like, what was that experience like not having these films come out and do well in the theaters? What did that do to you? Yeah, but it's, it's different phrasing as opposed to saying what. With these, and they're just bad versions within that mm, that canon. That's fair. What do you think happened? Why is yours considered one of the worst? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it like that. But it's kind of what you're asking. Yeah, well, people don't want to get – they're not going to answer that one. Of course they won't. Yeah. Yeah, yours is a much nicer way. <laughs> i got to get them to talk, man. To, to pick at the scab. I want the scab ripped off. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, my number four is Copland. That's, that's another one where I've seen it a couple times, but it's been since – Oh, wow. 
the few years around when it came out yeah. and it was on some sort of HBO Showtime. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what right. and watched it then and I haven't gone back to watch it since. Wow, wow. Yeah, it, it's so good. Harvey Keitel, uh, Bang, I think it's, no, uh, I forget. It's Harvey Keitel and a few of the cops that are all dirty. Leota, ironically, in this one as well, mm-hmm. uh, but not a dirty cop necessarily. He's trying to expose the dirty cops in his own kind of Jose Canseco kind of way because he's a, a unreliable guy in that way. Okay. Stallone fighting back in his own way. De Niro from the Internal Affairs trying to catch these guys mm-hmm. who are doing these corrupt things. Um, uh, Michael Rappaport being the kid they're trying to hide. Kathy Moriarty in this thing. All over. Annabella Shore is great as well. And uh, uh, what's his face uh, from the recently from the spy? Emmerich. Uh, I forget his la- uh, Noah Emmerich. All really great stuff. Garofalo's in this as well. But like really the, corru- yeah, the corruption comes from Harvey Keitel and this hey, this group of – oh, and uh, Robert Patrick. This group, these group of corrupt oh. cops that live – Another one who's done a few of these because there's also uh, Speed. Yeah, Speed. Or, oh, wait. No, it's not Speed. It's no. – uh, because Blow is the Johnny Depp. It's yes. the one where he's undercover in Texas, and he gets hooked on smack along with Jennifer Rush. Jason Lee. Rush. Rush. Right. Jason Patrick's in that. Yes. He's been – Ray Liotta's done a few of these. Like there's a version of this character within Killing Him Softly. Yeah. Right. It's a guy that lives this kind of underworld life. Exactly. That's on the other side of the law. Right. Uh, so these are all cops like who live in their own little community and like police each other and try to cover for each other when they're doing corrupt things. So they're out of the realms and they come in to work in New York and then leave New York to go back home. So they don't ha- they're not under the same rules or expectations. Uh, and so uh, Stallone's trying to break through and find out what's happening here and they think he's going to be a good guy uh, and do- go along with them and he ends up like eventually exposed them uh, and survives a gunfight to do so, but it's great. And Keitel is a corrupt cop. Is just like this is like gold. I mean, you know, he may have something that comes up on this list. Uh, you know, <laughs> I will tell you right now, that's not on my list. So, uh, all oh, right. what's your number three? Really? Yeah, nah, it's not my thing. What's your uh, number three? Three is L.A. Confidential. That's my three. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful tale of Los Angeles mm-hmm. and you know the glamour. Of this when it was yeah. a new – that is kind of crazy that it didn't exist and then suddenly there was a you know fantasy factory yeah. on earth. Yeah. That's a weird transition hmm. uh, just in that – Well, it's like Vegas. Vegas just popped up. Bugsy yeah. wanted to make it. He built it and it popped up and all of a sudden became all this thing. But uh, – yes, but casinos springing up to the next to themselves makes a lot of sense mm. for fantasy – on a na- like a global level, to just to kind of start in one city, this is where the preponderance of people that make up bullshit and put it into moving pictures live, and then eventually the gravity yeah. draws everybody else in, and this is where fantasy gets made. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's the only place like it, by and large, of this magnitude in the entire world. Very true. Very true. And we live here. Yeah, and try to make it work here. Yep, and try and meet as many normal people as you possibly can. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Some some days it's tough. Yeah. Most days it's fine. It's like any big city. Yeah. That's true. Most days it's fine. Most days it's fine. Yeah. And then there are the days where like, I think that boil, someone needs to rupture that boil in this homeless dude's, you know, neck, this goiter <sighs> that is, I saw a woman at Home Depot on Sunset, because uh, it's not, you know, it's the closest Home Depot yeah. traffic-wise to my place, and she had a cyst coming out of her neck. It was the biggest I've ever seen outside of like a medical oddities book. Jesus. It was huge. And you're like, wow, it's, there's got to be a re- reason they don't take that off yeah. at this point. It's just so big. You know, 
the rest of our gym normals could be. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, what is that? I don't know what kind of existence that is. Um, yeah. No, that's brutal. So anyway, LA <laughs> Confidential, <laughs> back when, uh, you know, uh, the 1950s, 1940s, whatever year. Did I say 1950s, early 60s? Yeah, I think it's 50s, 60s, early 60s. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And there's the gossip columnist and Danny DeVito, the right. TMZ, you know, of his day. Right. And uh, the police corruption with James Cromwell. Yeah, have, that's the corruption. Yeah, you have Guy Pierce trying to, and Russell Crowe trying to run down what the facts are uh-huh. and what they yeah. aren't. And uh, Guy Pierce's, was his the night owl? Yeah, that he the was night a part owl of? shooting, yeah. And that may not have been on the full up and up type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but initially, Russell's not on the good side. And he thinks um, Guy Pierce is trying to undercut him and undercut the guys who do the real job and mm-hmm. that he's a kiss-ass and a, there's nepotism involved here, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, like this guy clearly wants to be DA. Exactly. It doesn't see, he doesn't see them him on the side of the cops. He's on the side of himself. Mm-hmm. And so there's distrust at the beginning. But as this, as this um, crime syndicate, essentially, which is what's happening here that James Cromwell is running, starts to – the layers start to peel off. Yeah. He, you start to see how connected everything is here. It just gets – like it becomes an incredible film in that way. It does. Oh, I just love the DA getting dangled out the fucking window. That's one of my favorite scenes ever when they drag him out of the bathroom and throw him out the fucking window. I love the description of Russell Crowe that he's just a blunt instrument. Yes. And then you see him through that guy's and you're like, dude – you acted like the most hammer I've ever seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> you were a baby sledge. That is fucking impressive. Like, dude, he was the embodiment of he is a blunt force yeah. object. Yeah. And you're like, hell yeah, he is. He is a, pull, a you know, a pit bull. Yeah. And just you unchain him and boom, he attacks whatever his mm-hmm. master wants. That's how Cromwell views him. Yeah. And until, until Crow realizes that through Pierce and whatnot of like, oh, actually, these guys are the assholes. Right. But they all had to endure beatings from him before he yeah. realized it. Yeah. He kicks the shit out of Pierce. Kicks the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah, true. And unfortunately, he does that to Kim Bassinger, which is terrible. Um, all right. What's your number two? Uh, my deuce is not going to make your list, which okay. is Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, not on my list. You want to talk about corrupt? He's super corrupt. I just never liked the movie. So. Well, I just when you think of corrupt cop, it only fell short of my number one for one Ooh. very specific reason. Okay. Uh, but in this, like he's stealing evidence to give to drug dealers, and then he takes the face and then takes the money. He's running uh, books for the other cops yeah. and taking their money, but then he's actually using that and funneling into his actual betting with a real bookie. So he's in with the mob. Yeah, he's going around town and it's you know taking what he wants, doing yeah. drugs at a girl's apartment, like smoking yeah. early PCP would be my guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. given the time frame. <clears throat> now I would assume <clears throat> meth, yeah. but they also smoke some crack rock, and they smoke, I mean, and it just, he is, he's a guy that eventually is just going to spin himself out, Yeah, and he finally realizes that, and it's too little too late at that point, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, he is, he has been corrupted by all forces. But once again, this is a guy with a badge who feels that he can do all of this because he feels untouchable. Because like you said, he's a member of the system yes. or he is the system. And therefore, who's going to come catch him? It ain't going to be uh, IAD or other cops because they're all betting with him. So they're not going to turn him in. No. So he's got a whole system set up. So he feels like he's a, a mini god wandering those streets of New York. Like that scene when in he pulls his little the, fiefdom. Yeah, exactly. When he pulls the two girls over and he's like jacks off right in front of him. You're like, what the fuck? Like, it's just such a weird, 
uh, oh, yeah. ma- movie, you know, and some of the, or the thing in the church with the, on the altar. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, speak. that was no pun intended. That was brutal. Yeah. And even at the end when, you know, Christ comes back. Yeah, right. You're like, wow, this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Abel Ferrara is not one of my favorite directors because he's a little too, I don't know. See, but I, I just. A too nutty for me. As soon as we said corrupt, and I'm like, well, this dude, <laughs> I don't think he had, outside of his kids. Yeah. I don't think he had any, any shred of human decency left. Yeah, that's fair. Um, showing up to like nightclubs and fucking bouncers. Like, hey, yeah. and brings him in. They start doing just tons of blow because he's been in there. He's always, he's yeah. always got blow. Yeah. He has a never ending supply. Yeah. And he's always got cash and he's always got this. Yep. And he's always doing his thing. And just, yeah, he was corrupt. What's your two? <laughs> uh, it's your pun from earlier. The Departed. Okay. Departed. Uh, I mean, he's Crump Cop. He's Crump Cop. That's what I'm saying. The Crump Cop. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, uh, Matt Damon. Fantastic as the Crump Cop in the movie. Uh, And then you find out that other dude, uh, James Badgedale, is corrupt. Um, So you didn't find out that he's got a whole system of Crump Cops working in the frickin' uh, police force there. Makes sense. Whitey, the character that uh, Jack Nicholson plays, the Whitey Bulger type character. Um, but yeah, you got you go through this whole process. It's fantastic. I enjoy the hell out of him in this movie and the cat and mouse game between them both as they, DiCaprio and Damon, as they circle each other throughout the movie. I just really enjoy it. I saw it again the other night. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And man, it still holds up. I know people would say, oh, Infernal, Infernal Affairs is a better situation or the rat going across the pipe at the end is so fucking on the nose. I just was like, uh, I just enjoy the movie. It's got great scenes, good dialogue, fantastic acting. Yeah, does Nicholson get a little too wild at times? Sure, whatever. But it's Nicholson. That's why you put him in the movie. I mean, Baldwin certainly gives, does his own kind of over-the-top type of thing as well. Um, but it works in that way because it's fantastical at times but still retains enough reality and enough stakes that when these, chain, these things happen, you feel them as you're watching them, I, in my opinion. I echo all your sentiments. <laughs> it just okay. for me when it comes to Scorsese movies, I I judge it on that criteria now in my head of just mm. kind of like it's it's one of the Scorsese's that I don't don't go back to rewatch. Yeah. Oh, really? Nothing okay. against it. It's just Shit. Okay. when I think Scorsese, I would much rather watch Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, mm. Give Me Taxi Driver, Give Me Raging Bull, Give Me, and I, I right. would just I'll watch all those before I ever think to even get to. Wow, that's okay. where The Departed is, and you know at this point in my life. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, what's your number two? It's an excellent corrupt cop movie. What's your, you know? <laughs> what's your number one? My number one is the punt from earlier. Okay. Uh, Leon, the professional. Oh, okay. All right. Gary Oldman as the corrupt cop. All right. Because it's a corrupt cop who finally kills. Yes. The corruption is complete. You are now just a thug with a badge. Yeah. Yeah. The others at least had the shred of some sort of human decency or dignity left that they're not going to violate the, you know, the only rule. Yeah. To me, and I get within that, it's like now nah, he is indiscriminately. He will kill you if you get in his way, yeah. and he gets to work with such impunity because he's in narcotics, and yep. it's a fucking drug dealer, man. He pulled a gun on me, he took a shot, and everybody in his crew is getting a little taste, so yeah. they're all corrupt. So there's a little fucking devil and all his little devil minions coming <laughs> yeah. with him everywhere. He's like a plague of locusts yeah. landing, and the mania is so palpable when he. Pops that pill, Oldman does, and I can't remember the character's name, yeah. but he looks straight up into the God's eye view camera and just the, 
I don't know what he does yeah. in that moment, but you channel drug use in a way that is really impressive. Yeah, agreed. I believe you are off your ass. Yeah. You are so gacked out of your mind that you're offering, uh, like operating on some weird, you know, coke confidence times a thousand. Yeah, yeah. And, but once, once I get to the discussion of, well, actual corruption is no, he's fully corrupted. He's no longer a cop. Gary Oldman is not a cop. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. He is. A fucking, you know, basically a drug dealer who's just there to steal the money. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, and he's fantastic in the movie, man. He really he is, fantastic. is. It is over the top, but it's an over top that makes sense. It works in that world. Right, right. I mean, he tried a version of this in Romeo is Bleeding a little bit, and I almost put that in my number 10. Uh, but I don't think enough people have seen it, and it's just one of those films that I, I quietly love from the 90s. Um, him and Lena Olin in a fucking insane movie. Uh, and th- you see him kind of working out the kinks of that, of what he's going to do in Leon and the Professional in this, in that movie. So to see it really come to fruition here and what Luke Besson does, and of course the back and forth with him and Leon without even, I don't think they ever really meet each other until the end. No. Right? So like it's this they're entity. At a distance. Right. The whole time they're at this distance. And it isn't until the end when he's, when, uh, he's walking out, Leon is that all this kind of stuff, uh, goes on and happens. But like, it's such a tragic story, but it's made all the more tragic when you see how the, the size of the evil force against him, you know, mm-hmm. he, he just, he can't win. He, he's not allowed to win. He can't win. Well, the odds are so greatly stacked. Right. You know, in the other side's favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he has no opportunity realistically to win. Yeah. And the ridiculousness of it would be that somehow he did. Right. And I think it's a more resonant movie to this day because he doesn't. Right. Agreed. And because, well, Oldman still, he gets his guy. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. And he does the other thing is he saves Natalie Portman. Yes. So between those two things, it's kind of like a life, you know, a, a goal complete. Yes. Agreed. Uh, type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, first time we saw Portman. Yes, 12 years old. Uh-huh. <sighs> Dang, I yeah, wonder yeah, if I great. knew, uh, what is it, Renault before this Jean movie. Renault. I did because I had seen La Femme Nikita, the French one. I don't know if I'd seen this before then yeah. or not. I, I had... knew the USA show. Right. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I remember the promos yeah. and all that jazz. So I knew it was based on a movie, but yeah. I think I saw that years later. Unless, hold on, you're talking about the... Not the not the point of no return. Point of no return. But say I was like the Bridget. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Bridget Fonda. Fonda. I'm point of no Jones. return. And I was like, that was the remake Jones. of La Femme Nikita. The That's French. What I thought. Right. Uh, Teshki Cario's in that. Uh, uh, um, 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 uh, Anne Period is the actress who plays Nikita in the movie, and Leon shows up as the guy who is just a cleaner, and he pours acid on the bodies in the bathtub and the bodies start to move around and you're like oh so it's just like it's it's a fucking brutal awesome french movie if you haven't seen it please do not think point of no return is somehow incredible go rent or find your way to watch la femme nikita it is fantastic there you go there's your call to action guys (laughs) you get out there you do that you see it (laughs) just a suggestion i always Uh, wondered about that when you see like the hitman for hiring like gross point blank the idea that there's numerous out there and they're all competing contractors and we're yeah. not going out for jobs. But that exists in the world. That legitimately does. Does it? There has I don't to. know. There has to. Uh, maybe. Look, the mob set up Murder, Inc. Yeah, true. So long ago 
Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Murder, Inc. was their own hitmen squad that lived outside of the major cities, mm-hmm. and they had no connection to any of the families, and they would just call in murders, and these guys would travel around the country yep. and kill people for them. And that's why it was so hard to pin murders on the mob for a long, long time until that's one true. of these guys, uh, I think, turned on the rest of the crew. Anyway, it's been a while since I read about Murder, Inc. <laughs> but it definitely exists because now we have so many much more like mercenary forces yeah. with all the private contractors and whatnot, and guys leave the armed services. Now they join this. True. They're going out, and the elite of the elite of the elite of that would be, hey, we need you to go here and take out this political target. Yeah, yeah. That should exist. Yeah, fair point. All right, I'll believe you. I, it just has to. You seem it all knowledgeable about this stuff. Yeah. Now, the Jason Bourne? No. Right. I don't believe. But do I think that our government more than likely has some of these individuals' numbers? Yes, I that do. That I do believe, yeah. Yes, I do. May, you know, might know their Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> At Murder for Hire. I'm sure that's one Twitter handle they shut down. There's got to be a whole bunch. I bet there are. You're just never, no one's ever allowed to have that as theirs. Murder Inc. Um, all right, my number one is obviously the point from earlier. You're number 10, training day. Um, You're number one, my, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is, I mean, that might be the greatest disparity we've ever seen versus, I mean, obviously not being on the list is a disparity, yeah. but certainly 10 may be the greatest disparity we've seen in a list. In a I want to say it's happened at least once. Yeah. Before. I'm not entirely sure. But it's rare. It is rare. Um, yeah, I just love, you know, Denzel's fantastic. It's a total corrupt cop movie. It's the first movie I thought about with corrupt cops. I, I hate fighting on that. Nah, I enjoy it so much, and I think Ethan Hawke had great chemistry. I think the film still holds up. Cliff Curtis is fantastic. Is that Cholo uh, gang leader. And um, everything that goes along with the movie, uh, Scott Glenn and his corruption and the money and all that that goes on, you see him unraveling as the film goes on, and Ethan kind of trying to figure out this train as he's riding it because he can't get off. He tries to get off, and he can't get off. Yeah. And it's insane. He has to take those drugs. He has to do all kinds of shit and cover for him and go to these meetings and fuck. Man, it's by a happenstance, he just happened to save the sister. Yeah, truly by happenstance of the dude. Sure, seems very convenient for oh the. Oh my god! Well, that's the, the whole. That's what makes it a cool twist. It's not really a twist. It just, it's just. It's a twist. You don't know that he's the sister of the of the. You don't, but when you're seeing that, you're like, what are the chances? Is this crash gritty version? Like, what are the chances? It happens. All these things intertwine, yeah. and all these very specific crash the gritty version. Uh, crash by. I've always looked at this movie as Denzel should not have won for this. Wow. He, no, I have zero problem with him winning for this. Right. But as his first, like Pacino with Scent of a Woman. Oh, I agree with the Pacino one, yeah. This should oh. not, you should have already won for this, and the fact that they're awarding you for this is great and all. Yeah. But I judge it by, no, you should have won for this, or yeah. this, or this. Do you think they secretly know? Yes. Do you think Pacino went home to the Oscars? Like, oh, they finally gave me one. Yeah. It doesn't matter now, but yes. they finally gave me one. Especially in Pacino's case. Yeah. I Denzel's, I'm sure you like that. No, I earned it. That role was great. Right. And you're not wrong. Right, right. You're not right, wrong. Right. But I think you could have gotten it for a couple others. Yeah, absolutely. Malcolm yeah. X. Absolutely. Malcolm X is the first I think of. I wonder if, uh, if, if um, Newman, Paul Newman did that when he came home with Color of Money. He's like, oh, whatever. Probably, yeah. or maybe it felt a little bit better because he was at the tail, you know, end. Yeah, but he also probably secretly knew that he shouldn't have got it, and he got it as a like a sympathy vote rather than an actual yeah. reason for him to and win. And at this point, it's not an incredible performance. Watch the movie; it's not an incredible performance. No, but you also now looking back at your life, and I bet you he was like mad because he realizes like it's an award. Yeah, what does that really mean? I've gotten a lot of them. Yeah, yeah it doesn't fulfill point. me in any really significant way. It doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I don't have long for this earth. So, this is nice. 
I appreciate you showing up and saying, hey, you're fucking great. Yeah. That's how I would take it. Yeah. I would soak it up for that night and just move on because it's like, I got a little time left. I'm not going to. Did they talk about me on Twitter the next day? Was I trending on Instagram? <laughs> was I? Was it this? It's just like, ah, right. dude. Right. Well, anyway, there it is. That's my number one trending. That's our separate lists of the corrupt cop movies. Let's put this thing together, Matt. What do you say? Uh, I am down. Okay. So it's 110 for you. And where'd you have Leon? You had it like eight? Leon was six. Six. Mm-hmm. One six. Do we have anything that can beat one six? No. Bad you... Lieutenant, you don't have. LA Confidential, we both have it three. We do have it at three. One six or two threes. Well, that's the exact same thing. So I would say one six because that's how we decide all the others. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. If it was two five versus three four, you'd be like, well, I care more about the two. You know Wait. what? That's cool. Put Leon there at one. It makes the most sense. Does it, though? It really does. I don't see you writing anything down, so. It's because now I turn to write anything down. I write more often than not. I bang more often than not. What you are do. we talking about? We're not talking about anything. Facts is what we're talking about. Fact. Uh So what? Then the. Uh, then LA Confidential? Yeah, LA Confidential is two. Okay, okay. And then we have. So it's 110 now versus NARC. Where do you have that? Eight. Four eight. I would say one ten beats that. We have to play eight. Two eight. Oof. Two eight or one ten. I, I would go Oof. one. Yeah, I would too. All right, training day next. Hey, thank you, man. See that? It's just you okay. Know, All right. It's mathematical. It's judicious. It's oh, fair. Oh, it's mathematical. Is that what you said? Matt is a part of that, but I have two T's in my name. That's true. Fair point. <laughs> just rosining up the bow here. Oh, good for you. Yeah, 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 you know. Well, I'm just saying knowing the rosining up the bow. That's, that's a good... Uh, I played know. violin for six years. Oh, I was just doing Devil Come to John, Kim Down. Oh, okay, Georgia. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you got to rosin your bow. You got to... That is part of it. Not many hey, people know that. I got to rosin my bow, baby. All right, where are we at? Do you do a mean version? Like, you sing along with that shit? Dills in the house of the rising sun. I, like, I do karaoke all the time. For well, that. That's one of yours? Oh, that's one of my standards. That's not a played out karaoke one at this point? Not for me. It drives Lindley crazy. She hates it. How often do you guys go to karaoke? Did we don't go enough to karaoke. Times? Like she, the, the, when I did it last year at uh, my birthday party, uh-huh. she was like, um, oh my God, I hate that fucking song. So she was like, I don't know why. With, uh, I was like, I love it. I love doing it. I've done it four or five times now in the last couple well, of Well, it's over in, in just a couple minutes. So it's not like it's. Yeah, it's not a long song. Yeah, you're not belting out a six minute song. I want to do Boy Named Sue next time I do karaoke. That's a tough one. The Johnny Cash one. Sure. Yeah, I do the live version too. That's the best one, more, most personality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I've, uh, I've never actually done it. Oh, Boy I, Named Sue. No. Karaoke. karaoke. Oh, wow. I've okay. been in the room and whatnot, but uh-huh. it became popular when I wasn't really drinking anymore. Right, right. At right. least all my friends that really got into it. So I would go and hang out, but I'd be like, I'm not drunk enough to sing. <laughs> or it's more so like, if I was having a good time and loving every second of this, I would gladly go up there and sing. Oh, of course. But it's a bunch of drunk people slurring through. And it's like, there's only so much entertainment yeah. for me in that. I've lived that. Yeah. And now that, like, that's not my idea of the best of times. So karaoke's always been like, hey, this is fine. Yeah. And then I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It sounds, it sounds like you got you walk in with your own catalog and you're like, No, I'm not one of those. Which which unit do you use? Okay, I want A4. <laughs> <laughs> you got your pre-selects down. No, I'm not one of those. Uh, I have a list, but I'm not one of those. Like uh, my friend used to come in with do you her catch own. You to your phone and you have this, the version of Spotify app for this type of thing. <laughs> that you can just go in and put your phone down on his tablet and it syncs. 
Here's we'll just, what I want. We'll just do these top ten here. <laughs> You've written your own a couple joke versions of songs. <laughs> Guys, here's a new one. Uh, I'm going to debut this for you tonight. You just have your own little concert. I'm in on that. Let's do that. Let's get that the top seems... ten out. And just <laughs> karaoke classics with the top ten. <laughs> the top ten. We'll do that when we fly into a place to do a Saturday show. We'll do a Friday. Oh, my God. You know That would be brilliant. <laughs> it would be people, brilliant. people pay like VIP extra level to come join us at a karaoke bar. And we rent out the room. Which we use the VIP money to do, and then we all do karaoke with these fans. That's not a bad idea at all. Sure. I'm down. I already told you that I'm not a big fan of karaoke, so I can't imagine half of the equation that needs to make this happen <laughs> is going to be pushing too hard for this, you know? Watching you get shit canned. You still get and high. And I try to manage uh, all the crap on, around the stage. Not traveling around, man. Oh, really? All right. Uh, I don't ever ask for it. Oh. I don't. It's not like I put a demand out beforehand to well, say I'll, anything. I'll handle, it just, I'll handle that. I'll talk to the people. Oh, okay, I'd rather you didn't, <laughs> if anybody's going to do it. I've done it way more than you have. <laughs> Put it on social media. <laughs> Hashtag marijuana. There's much easier ways to do it. Just figure out who may or may not be holding. Right. I, I knew two dudes in Chicago, and I didn't say anything. Oh, really? I just knew. Oh, shit. Without asking, I just knew. Yeah. One of them worked there, and one of them uh, did not. Okay. Uh, the one that worked there, I was like, I know you have something. <laughs> it's without, I don't question the slightest. I almost asked him uh, in between if he wanted to. Yeah. But uh, I also figured it'd be some mid-grade. Yeah, probably. And I'm like, I'm used to. No offense to that club, but yeah. Living out here. It's not that. It's just he seemed the type. Yep. Fair enough. I, I've smoked a, a lot of pot in my day. And you know who you're smoking with. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, you can just tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, although weed in general has gotten better. Yes. Over the years. Yeah. So I'd imagine his mediocre is still pretty good. It was weird, like driving home, driving past, uh, you know, where we live in Beverly Hills now, driving up Robertson, there's a MedMen, which is essentially yeah, like an Apple store for pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people were outside at 7.30 in the morning making a line. And I, because the store opens at 8. So they're, they want to be one of the, you know, the first two. It could be one of those, they're on their way to work, and I can bang this out real quick, and I, li- I work a block away. Yeah. Well, you should not be getting in the line for weed at fucking 8 a.m. Some dispensaries close pretty early. I know. You might be working past that. So now is, hey, man, I schedule my day by the, you know, how much I can fit in. What what do I do tomorrow? Yeah. And I schedule it out. Some days I got to be up. Fuck, today I got to be up at 6 in the morning to be down at this specific thing because it needs to be done right. by 745. And then I'm done for three hours. But I have to be up to do this. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah, Fun times. Sounds like. Uh, Are we done with our list or what? No, we're not even oh, close. Jesus We've Christ. Only Come done on. three. We just jumped in the middle. All right. Uh, uh, where are we at? We're at, uh, so we've done three total. My next highest is Bad Lieutenant at two. Uh, okay. We have Narc in common. Yeah. We have The Departed in common. Okay. And uh, did you have American Gangster? You had American I Gangster. I did not have Gangster. Okay. Yeah. What's Departed? Two. I have two. Nine. Okay. And Narc is four. What? Eight. All right. So The Departed. Okay. The narc. Okay. And then I got bad lieutenant at two. All right, go ahead. What's your next? We're going to put LA Confidential up, right? Correct. My number four, which is Copland. We have nothing else in common. Copland makes it. I got okay. my five Serpico. You okay. have five? Yeah, it's Touch of Evil, but I'm cool with it being under Serpico. All right. Touch of evil. And then what's your next highest? Uh, the Professional? Do we already put that on there? Yes. Okay, number seven, Insomnia. Oh, shit, I have Insomnia 
Oh. As well, we forgot that we had that in common. What number do you have it at? Six. So oh. that would probably... Yeah, put on a uh, what? I'd, I'd say right after seven. You think after... Oh, where's, after where's Bad Copland? Lieutenant? Sorry, yeah. after Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you? Uh, Copland is uh, four. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Insomnia, then Copland. Okay. <clears throat> Serpico, and then Touch of Evil. Sounds good. All right, let's do this thing. The top 10 corrupt cop movies, yeah. At number 10. Touch of Evil. At number 9. Serpico. At number 8. Copland. At number 7. Insomnia. At number 6. Bad Lieutenant. At number 5. Narc. At number 4. The Departed. At number 3. Training Day. At number 2. L.A. Confidential. And our number one crop cop movie is... Leon the Professional. Uh, does that sound French? Um, uh, there you go. That's our uh, top ten corrupt cop movies. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Yeah, uh, good luck to you, Black and Blue, this weekend. Uh, uh, maybe you can pull out a home run there. Uh, it's the movie we're basing this oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair point, fair point, yeah. Uh, Tyrese, let's see if you get uh, you know a little fighting words coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I'll be cheering for Naomi Harris. I like her. She's great. British actress doing a little American work there. Um, I love it. The word like the the officers pepping up the people the first wave that know that they're going to die. <laughs> Guys, you got You're going to be great. We got to storm the beach. We got to take that beachhead. If anybody can do it, it's you. I believe in you 100. percent Go. You guys are going to be great. You're going to make us proud. All right. Now. They got to reload, guys. So this next wave, <laughs> this is the prime time. This is what, unfortunately, those gentlemen, they gave their lives for you to make this chance here. Yeah. Let's go. All, All right. right. Third, right. Wave. Third wave. The gun is overheating. <laughs> Do so, not st- step over the body. This step is, over the body. Exactly. Bodies. This is the moment we were waiting for. Boom. Uh, wave five. Wave five. The shrapnel. They've got to they've gotta dial in the precise locations. They're not there yet. And it just keeps coming. Wave six. The bombers cannot accurately get us just yet. You got this. Wave seven, straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. <laughs> Wave eight, production hell. Production hell. <laughs> just, it's, a, it's a vehicle for the individual. Never gets out of turnaround. Nope. Sorry. No. You know, you were in the system. Hopefully you made a couple dollars. <laughs> but uh, nothing's going to happen there. Uh, well, don't forget, uh, next week is our final week before we jump on a Collider. Correct. Uh, and so uh, start uh, getting ready, getting prepped. We've recorded a promo video for it already, so uh, waiting on that to drop on the Collider Airways. But to trust me, they are letting us do the show our way. No restrictions, no limits, no uh, 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 stops of any kind, no don't cuss or you know don't talk about this or don't p- compile the list together on audio or video. No, all of that is being uh, kept and maintained by us and we'll even have Cody and Adam possibly jumping in with graphics. So all of that's been approved across the board from the people at Collider. They're very kind to let us come back and do our show our way. Yeah, you could still, for those that just want to listen to us on this feed now, you can continue doing that. This will exist. It will go up at midnight every Tuesday, just like it has been, like clockwork. You can count on that. 
do we just there'll be more avenues of somebody oh I already had the Collider app open on my podcasting app I just listened there great don't yeah. care don't yeah. care watch us on uh, you know uh, for patrons you get the video a week early and you'll be able to get that link like you've gotten other video links and for everybody else you get it a week later and Collider will put that up we don't have a firm date on when it's supposed to come out or not date but day of the week yeah that'll consistently come out yeah but once we do hopefully we have that figured out by the next uh, the show that you hear otherwise. You know, you'll figure it out pretty quick. Yeah, and if you're $10 and up, you'll get the video Correct. when we drop it that day. If On Tuesday. If you're $10 is below, uh, you will get it a week later to be able to watch it. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, as will uh, everybody that uh, wants yep. to check it out then. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we wouldn't be able to. Hopefully, Cody and Adam can find the time. Uh, that'd be awesome to have those things back. I don't know if we'll be able to see them in the moment. We can go back and see it afterwards. Yeah, type sure, of thing. Sure. It might pop up. It might be able to pop up on the screen that we have inside the podcast room. Now, possibly. They're working on being able to pop up the graphics while okay. we're watching. So. Then we have to go back to a work schedule, which I kind of favor our one now, where I can flummox with my list until the very last moment. <laughs> because then I am locked in. Right. And that's, uh, you do it, too. You're like, you know I what, know, damn it. Like we're going to have to make that change, maybe, I think. Last uh, last week, with just the Logan and yeah, the, you true. didn't have it. It was a two true. weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't have Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Good point. It's going to happen. We'll see. Um, Matt, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, you can find us over at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with uh, all spelled out. Um, or you can go to Patreon.com forward slash the top 10 if you want to get that video a week early and all the other stuff that we do there. Top Thunder, classic shows, shout out to the month, relist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Join us over there. And uh, or follow the show itself on Twitter at Top Ten Show. I'll spell it out. There you go. You can follow me at the Roca says. Uh, see Matt and I on Sports Time every Monday. Now the NFL season is back. Matt has dropping dimes, dropping on the Collider Sports Channel every Thursday as well. Every Wednesday. Every, I'm sorry, every Wednesday. Sorry about that. And uh, we got so much more content coming down the road. So follow both of us. Follow the Top Ten, and we'll see you next time on the Top Ten Show. Mm-hmm.